Hello, hi, Mzanzi, and welcome back to the Health for Mzanzi podcast, episode 89, proudly brought to you by Health for Mzanzi. I am your host, Joe, and I'm excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is of limits. It is World Immunization Week from the 24th to the 30th of April. In light of this, we decided to open the chat about all things immunization, which gives us an opportunity to discuss and explore the importance of immunization in saving lives and to encourage families to vaccinate their children against deadly diseases. Joining us, we have Pumlan Tlabati, who holds the position of SBC slash RCCE consultant for UNICEF South Africa. Pumla, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Pumla, what is immunization and what purpose does it exactly serve? I would define immunization as a means of protection for children as well as adolescents and adults in some instances. Protection from serious and often fatal illnesses. And for children everywhere. It allows them to live healthy lives free of many forms of illness and even disability in some instances, you know, and even death at times. So there are many diseases like polio and etc. that affect children and these may at times cause disability. And it's good that we have immunization as a means of protection that parents can offer to their children and their offspring. And we really saw the power of immunization during COVID-19. Oh, yes. The percentage of the world's population, I would say, immunized against the virus. And I'm sure it's known how much of the world's population was saved Mm. and death related. You know, it's in the millions. I think even just a recent example for me was the Mm -hmm. surge in measles. Is it just your scholars or is it the, the early childhood development sort of age group? It's actually current, the measles outbreak in the country. Any child who's not protected against measles is at risk. So parents do need to make sure to stay up to date on children's vaccinations. And we've seen the government responding to that. They had the nationwide campaign targeting children, young children up to age 15. Yeah, with immunizing them. Some were in fact behind. So they did that extension of the age up until 15 years old. Exactly. Pumla, would you say, is that sort of a case of COVID and people not having access to our public services, such as, you know, clinics, so people do fall behind Mm -hmm. in their immunization time periods or when they have to do that? Yes, they do. There are a lot of access issues at times from the side of the community. It could be Mm -hmm. transport issues. It could be hours. People are at work. And at times they don't have time to go there. So without the hours being extended, it's difficult for them. And also on the supply side, we've seen how, you know, there have been stockouts at times. People Mm -hmm. will go to the clinic, but it will not have the specific vaccination they're looking for. So those are still challenges for people to access and be up to date with vaccination. We're speaking about measles now. You mentioned that immunization is done to protect us from illnesses and diseases. Do you mind just expanding on that? What sort of illnesses and diseases? We've made mention of one now, but are there any others? 
We've mentioned measles, we've mentioned COVID-19. You also get diseases like your TB, polio, tetanus, mumps, chickenpox, cholera. As we know, COVID has been a, a huge one. And if it were not for vaccines, we would have had even more struggles and oh, yeah. more destruction of lives with COVID-19 without vaccination. Even for flu, we know what role vaccination plays each year in preventing um, an outbreak of this. You just mentioned COVID-19, if there weren't those sort of protection being made available to us. Imagine mm. what sort of pressure would have been on our already compromised health yes. departments and health outlets and services. Fully agree. Without vaccines, we would have been in huge trouble. Pumla, as much as we can talk about the importance there of making use of doing vaccinations, there are some people that do not fully partake in that, that do not believe in that because of mm. some myths and misunderstandings regarding vaccinations and immunizations. And I know you've had your ear on the ground as well. So what are those sort of myths and misunderstandings that you have heard? We actually ran recently a campaign on Facebook around vaccines. And a lot of these we were able to pick up. There will sort of at times be the belief in, in anti-vaccine circles that the majority of people who get disease have been vaccinated. And, and the implication there, of course, is that vaccines are not effective. So those theories that are coming up, but the yeah. understanding should be that overall immunization still significantly decreases the risk of infection and it averts a lot of disease. There's also at times the belief that some diseases have been eliminated that may confuse people. It doesn't mean that all vaccine preventable diseases have been eliminated. There's still a need for vaccines to offer mm -hmm. the much needed protection for children. Side effects have also been another area. Although most of these minor and temporary, a person will get a sore, one may run a fever and so on. These can be controlled easily by taking painkillers after vaccination, but people will talk about vaccines causing sickness in mm. reference to the impassing effects. Those sort of misunderstandings or uninformed belief systems were quite prevalent during COVID time. No, they were. <laughs> we really ran into a lot of misinformation and myths. And I think overall, people just need to understand that if there were no vaccines, there would be many more cases of disease, you know, and along with them, more serious side effects, more deaths, and so on. And children would be far more likely to be seriously ill with this disease than by any vaccine. Looking at risk alone is not enough. We need to always look at both risks and benefits. Of yeah, vaccines. we know that the one and I think the most important benefit is the protection that you get. But are there any sort of other benefits that, that we can be aware of when it comes to vaccinations and immunization? I mean, health, of course, is a major, major one. But vaccines can prevent common diseases, as, as we know, to seriously harm or even kill babies that used to kill children, that used to maim and kill with children and adults as well. And without vaccines... People need to understand that your child is at risk of becoming yeah. seriously ill. The child is at risk of getting severe disability or even dying from these diseases. Mm, like yeah. measles. We have measles currently. Also protection for others. 
it's not just about you and your child. You are keeping other children safe by eliminating the virus that's a threat. So there is benefit. The benefit is that your child has the best possible protection against dangerous diseases. As individuals or communities, how can we get more educated on these sort of benefits of vaccinations or immunizations? Where do we go to? What are the places we can get correct information? The first major source of correct information would be your healthcare workers. They've been proven to be a credible source of information. This has come out of research, actually, that we did. There should be ongoing work to keep them informed and to encourage them to offer that education at point of care. Although we are picking up that there may not always be sufficient time given for this in reality. But then not only the healthcare workers, but you get your local CBOs and organizations like us as UNICEF, of course, the major role to play. I'll tell you a bit about UNICEF. We've always played quite a role in engaging communities and promoting healthy lifestyles. For example, we've used our signature community engagement platform. We have an innovative LED truck that we partner with government, we partner okay. with provinces, at district level, at local level, to target specific underserved areas when necessary and is identified. We are out there to support measles campaigning, for example, to engage communities and, and to create opportunities for discussion and promote access to services. Mm-hmm. So this is one area that we've been very active in as UNICEF. But I also think that building of trust and partnership with stakeholders is an imperative. And for trust to be there, you, you need to be transparent. You need to work with your communities. You need to have that frequent communication that's going out there to inform stakeholders. And this means working with sectors of community. You can't reach communities without understanding how they are structured and planning such that you engage whoever is already on the ground. For example, we have recently partnered with the faith-based sector and other relevant local structures to ensure that we're all working together. Yeah. to inform and, and work with our communities. I really love that approach that you just mentioned now. You cannot decide what's best for the community standing outside exactly. of the community and not exactly. listening what are the challenges that are experienced on a daily basis. That is so critical. We could also highlight, you know, your local radio programs is another area. We've been working with community radio stations. This provides opportunity to engage audiences, you know, and understand their concerns. Because without understanding, as you've said, of community thinking, community fears, community concerns, there's no way you can say you are helping them. So that's been another way. And and of course, I think the last one I can mention is we cannot ignore the volumes of misinformation that's circulating because that's what leads to no uptake. People will have these theories, the lack of understanding of some aspects of vaccination and the resulting reluctance to get vaccinated or to get children to vaccination stations. This needs to be countered through the various platforms that... um, we were talking about just now. Yeah. 
I think we can only go further with educating. We cannot just focus on the action of the immunization or vaccination. What is the information that goes with it? We've also seen declines immunization recently in the country, not just South Africa, but everywhere. Those are some of the impacts that have come with misunderstanding, mm. myths and misinformation, especially linked to COVID-19. There was a lot of negativity that emerged with COVID-19. And Definitely. so countering that is an important area. Pumla, that's a very interesting fact that you mentioned, that it's not only a South African decline, mm. but that you see the trend on a global scale. Exactly. No, you see it everywhere. UNICEF was launching the State of the World's Children report, and it's a flagship report of UNICEF's. And so it was one of the areas that were highlighted that, you know, there has been a lot of backsliding. There's quite a high number of unvaccinated children, and mm. those are some of the things we need to count going forward and working with government. I think the best approach is, and it's what you mentioned, and it's what organizations such as UNICEF is doing, is to, you know, start engaging with community members by informing them. And that's how mm. you're going to, that's how you're going to address the actual challenge. That's in the planning, working closely with communities, because as we said, we cannot reach them. We cannot hope for a response from communities if we don't engage them, you know, and understand their concerns and then address those barriers that we pick up. Pumla, we know Immunization Week is coming up from the 24th of April to the 30th, am I correct? That's correct. So will we see an increase in promotion and what's going to be done practically from UNICEF's side? From UNICEF's side, we are providing support as we normally do. This is a critical area. It's, it's an important week where we want to highlight the importance of immunization. The provinces have gone into it. There's a lot of planning that's been happening. And our trucks, as I described, that we have trucks that we use for community engagement, they're already out there mobilizing as a build-up activity for next week. We have also developed material. A lot of information is going to be issued. People are going to be engaged with factual information as part of the mobilization process. So we will be out there supporting as well. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health for Mzansi podcast. For more on our immunization chat, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a WhatsApp to 76 132 0454. Yeah, we're on Blue Tick. Well, there you have it, gals and guys. It is your right to decide whether or not to vaccinate. But before you make that decision, ensure that you are well informed and have all the correct facts from accredited sources. Till next time, keep well and stay healthy. Signing out, your girl Joe.